0: Adam, welcome to the uh, Hustling with Houses podcast, mate. How is things today? Fantastic, Callum. Thank you very much for inviting me on. I really appreciate it. No problem at all, no problem at all. So for people don't know who you are then,
1: Adam, who are you and what do you do? So um, I was previously a service accommodation provider. I used to manage a few units in East Hertfordshire, um, managed them for about three years while working full time. And wow. I am currently the founder of Proptific, which is an online sourcing platform and essentially we allow sources to list their deals on and we market these deals onto investors, but not just like your everyday property investors. We market them to small business owners, professionals, um, anyone with kind of a bit of cash in the bank but not too sure where to go. So we yeah.
0: I don't know, that's an an amazing platform. I had a little look into it. We'll, we'll definitely pick up on that later. But first, I'd like to go into the the managing of the SAs. That that's that's a tough gig in itself. And when you're managing it with a full time a full time job, it must have been must have been shocker block for you.
1: Yeah, it was it was really difficult. If I'm honest, um, I was working my my work schedule was twelve hours a day. So I was a yeah I was a structural engineer, and it was yeah, it was super difficult um trying to manage and the thing is that the properties are about an hour away from where i live so when you've got problems and stuff and yeah it can you're going up there at seven eight o'clock at night a lot of the guests that we were hosting in there were international as well so they were calling at like 2 a.m 3 a.m and uh i mean fair play like their planes just arrived and they kind of they need access to to your apartment and they'll call but when you've been at work for 12 hours and you've got to wake up in a few hours it's not always the best of things yeah (laughs) so
0: like yeah like i say when i used to work 12-hour shifts and like the four-on-four sort of thing and you feel like yeah the the first thing you want to do when you get back from a 12-hour shift is sleep isn't it yeah so so, so go go going an hour away or whatever to 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 let someone in or to sort a boiler or or whatever so how how many properties were you managing them when you were
1: when you were doing that so under my name it was four properties but I was also I partnered up with another guy, um, and he had five under his management. So, so altogether, there was about nine units. Um, but yeah, four independently were under my individual management.
0: That's crazy. That that yeah. that's a full hand job in itself, yeah. isn't it? Anything more? So how how did you how did you start then? How did you start in property? Because obviously, you, you, where did you learn about sorts of SA and managing SA and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. So I initially um, I was working full time. I wanted to earn a bit of extra money on the side. I wasn't really enjoying work. At this point I was doing a different role, but same industry. And um, I didn't really know where to go. And I found there's these guys called Assets for Life. I think his name Ryan a few years back and I see him on Instagram. And he was talking about how you can make money for property and earn an additional income and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm not too sure. So I went along to uh, one of his training courses and open my eyes, massively open my eyes. And there was a few other training providers I kind of dipped and dabbed into. Um, for about six months and then I was meeting people on a daily basis that were they were making a lot of money from this SA model and I thought I've never heard of this this is crazy like I've seen Airbnb and stuff I've looked like holidays and stuff on there but I'd never realized that individuals were making money from it so um yeah I kind of started talking to people in the industry um networking going to training events and I thought I'm just going to try see what happens mm-hmm. so I've done the usual like a million messages and gumtree and open rent and stuff Um, probably annoyed loads of landlords across the UK. Uh, But one of them said, yes. One of them said, yeah, that um, they're interested in the idea. They're willing to find out more. And I went down, viewed the property, put an offer in. Um, And I didn't even have the money initially. So I was 21 when I started. And I had to to get a loan off of my credit card and then transfer them the money for the deposit. And the five months or the three months rent up front.
0: Wow, that's incredible. So... At that time then, because you said managing properties, but were you actually providing service accommodation, putting them on Airbnb and managing properties for others, or am I getting that a bit mixed up?
1: No, it was just, so the, I was individually managing the properties as like a service accommodation provider, but I'd partnered with a friend of mine who had a few units in a similar area. He he moved, he relocated. So it's quite difficult for him to manage it. So I kind of just took them under my wing to a degree. But um essentially no, I wasn't providing them for other people. They, the properties were like in, in my company's name under my agreement and stuff.
0: I see. I yeah. see. So
1: when was this then? How long ago was this then that you got started? About three years ago, I'd say now. But yeah, about twenty it was I mean, COVID seemed so long ago now, right? I don't even know. But it was it was in and around that kind of time. Um yeah. I think everyone was kind of looking for a bit extra money then, wouldn't they? And it was trying to find an avenue to to take on. So yeah. Most
0: definitely. Um... It's, it's, it's a reoccurring sort of thing. Everyone I've to on here, literally, pretty much everyone, all started around our 2020. Now, there's been a few that haven't, but most people started around our 2020 time. I think it was a massive, like, massive change for everyone, wasn't it? And, mm-hmm. like you one thought, you know what? This working life isn't all, all meant to be working for someone and yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Well, um, so, what areas were you operating in then when you were doing the essay? The, the different areas or were all five in the same sort of area?
1: It was all within the same sort of area. So we picked um, Bishop Stortford, which is very, ni- very it's like the nearest town to Stansted. Um, mm. And Stansted has an airport and it's a London airport, um, just a bit north. But because it was just outside of London, it had such, it was still considered a London airport. So it had the traffic of a London airport, but there was nowhere around there. Um, mm. And I know the area, i worked there, like in and around the area for quite a few years. It's East Hertfordshire, essex kind of area. Um, but it's, there's nothing really out there. So, when I was looking initially for like where could I do it, where could I do it, I was trying to think where were where were people willing to stay? What what kind of attractions were were in and around the area? And initially when I looked on Airbnb at Bishop Stalford, there was like three apartments and I thought, but that airport I've been there, that's Ramo. Like there's where are all these people staying? Um so I was calling a few hotels in the area and they were saying that they were like fully booked out, they had no room and I thought, Oh, okay, it's, I mean, there's probably a bit of a gap in the market here. Mm. Um so yeah, they were all in all within Bishop Stalkford, but for the whole time that I had them, I mean, we were like ninety plus percent occupancy. That's,
0: that's spot on, isn't it? So I imagine most of the most of the clients you had them with the people traveling and just thought, uh, I've done it myself a couple of times where you know you don't really get another free in the morning, you're just staying yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that what it was?
1: Yeah, most of the time. We also um we also got a quite a few um airline stuff. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. So they, like, there was a lot of people from the airline, but like, some of that stuff was mad. Like, we had a um, an engine operator that stayed for two months because he broke the engine twice while he was trying to fix it, so he had to keep rebooking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so uh, that's, that's
0: funny. That uh, did he did he book prior to the you know like the um, say for him, obviously, I imagine he didn't know he was going to break the engine. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> he he sort the booking and then booking again and then booking yeah, again. Yeah. That's, that's madness but that, it sounds like a cracking area to to get to get it going especially of the all the hotels and obviously it was you get a 90 percent occupancy rate and all the hotel hooked up so when you were doing that then what are some of the problems that sort of you occurred was it getting the properties or was it obviously being an hour away is a, a nightmare isn't it i i, I might one myself um just just close to me yeah I don't, it was a it was a nightmare. Just having the one go having the I don't know, if you had cleaners and stuff like that, yeah, cleaning all that kind of stuff. When we got a long booking, it was great, hmm. but when we just had the you know the two night, the three night stays, which I imagine a lot of them would be there, maybe even nightly stays, yeah. just so yeah. What what were sort of problems that occurred then when you were doing that?
1: Yeah, great question, Ken. Um, so a few of the main problems I would face, like we, it, it was the systemization. And initially, when you've got one or two units, you tend to try and take a lot of it on board manually. But once I managed to get the cleaners in and the maintenance guys and all that kind of stuff, um, that kind of cleared up. But a lot of the problems—it was a lot of like picky stuff. So a lot of the main problems would be like guests not being able to find the properties, problems with the key safe. The the code would get changed by the cleaners and it wouldn't be passed on. Um, it seemed to be a lot of the nitty gritty kind of things that would just affect little bits of your day. You know, it was—I wouldn't say there was—it wasn't a, like an out and out problem that I faced over and over again. But essentially, if there was, it was probably finding landlords. Estate agents were in the area, because just because of the way the area is, it's, um, I don't want to say posh, but it's it's a bit like, they're a bit wealthier probably around there. So the estate yeah. agents kind of, they turn their nose up a bit when you call them about um, like management agreements and corporate let and stuff. And they didn't really like the idea that I'd be taking landlords' properties on and managing myself. So that was, yeah, that was the thing that I really struggled with. Like most of the properties, between me and my friend with director vendor, and you kind of had to be.
0: Yeah. That that was gonna be my next question, Because I know you you picked one gum tree before. I was gonna say how did you find your deals? Was it sort of your open rent, your gum tree? because um, trying trying to trying to get an estate, well, I let an agent on board is, is it's tough, isn't it? Very yeah. really tough. Um so that is that where you sort of found your deal? Was it gum tree?
1: Yeah, Gumtree Open rent We also um we leveraged the landlord's connections. So because of that area, it's like one of them communities that everyone kinda knows everyone. Um and I kinda thought, okay, well she must know other people that own properties here, right? And she did. So I just offered her a referral fee. Because at first when I said, Can you pass me on to your other landlord? She was like, No, because then you're not gonna be as efficient for me, right? So it's probably a bit like and I understand that it's, it's she obviously has her properties, her best interest. Um, and then I said, if anyone, if you can give me any landlords, I'll give her 150 quid. Because essentially, in SA, you're going to make that back pretty quickly, right? For her, mm. that's 150 quid free cash. Um, and all of a sudden, I had like four units. <laughs> it was like, okay, that works. So That's
0: happy day. So who, who was that? Was that a Latin agent that you say, or was that a... I was a um, landlord. Was it? Yeah,
1: yeah, that was that was directly to a landlord. And I just said, look, if you know any other landlords within the area could you put my name across and put my services across And at first it was always no 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 or yeah I'll think about it or I'll do it and it, nothing really seemed it was never I never got anything back and one day I thought you know what like if I offer something maybe she might be a bit more willing so I said yeah I'll give her 150 quid per referral if she can get anyone to say yes and all of a sudden I'd like three or four units on my door and I thought oh that was where it was like holding me back so
0: I know I know the same sort of, the same sort of thing I have like a referral system referrals good in them it wasn't really a fair system. It just kind of, if they get me business, happy days. So it was yeah. no no value exchange for them. But as soon as I started paying them 100, this for a business. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. as soon as I started giving them 100 pounds, the business started flying really? in. why yeah. Right. There's it, it, no, no sort of incentive for them, is there? So it's understandable. But um, yeah. if you could go back now, then because obviously you're not doing it anymore. That's yeah. correct, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Correct. If you could go back now, what would you do differently, do you think, for, for someone starting up?
1: so for getting proper if i was if i was going back then if i was looking at getting properties i would i'd be a bit more understanding about what what the problems the landlords are facing because when a lot of it, i see it i still see it a lot quite often now people are messaging landlords and gum and open and stuff and they're just copy and pasting the same message over and over again now you've got to be a bit personal with these guys right that's their property that's like almost like their baby and you've kind of got to understand that they are going to treat you like they like it's a child right um so i would add a personalised touch to everyone that I was outreaching to and I'd make it a bit more a bit more personal. I wouldn't just mass send a thousand messages into the hope that I get a few responses here and there. Because that's what I'd done initially and I was calling hundreds of hundreds of letting agents like in all these different areas and stuff. And it was just pushback, pushback, push back. Um but as soon as I started adding a little bit of personalization to how I was contacting these guys, it just seemed to go in my favour. And things just started to kind of roll a bit more and you can build relationships a bit better and they kind of realised that maybe you're not in it just for the money. Um. Mm. So yeah, that's that's what I, I'd add I'd a personalised touch to any sort of outreach that you're going going into.
0: Yeah. And do you think? Because like like I mentioned earlier, I I I done one. I done it for maybe six months. Two of the months it was a two month booking. Um. I, to be honest, I just I had the property and I thought let's let's give it a try. I've got pictures, professional pictures. Let's just whack it up on n uh, v and see how it goes. Sort of thing. Um. No sort of four process behind it. Like yeah <laughs> But um, it was all right, and it, it did. If you got them long term bookings, it would do good cash flow. But when I had them nightly bookings, it was a, it was it was a nightmare. But mm. what, what reason you stopped? Then do you, do do you think? Pe- personally, when I ran mine, it was it was it was all way for I had no education and stuff like that. But I have had a little bit of education now on it, not j- just for own personal experience. I'm not mm. planning on doing it again or anything like that. Do you think the education companies? Make it sound easier than it is, or what? 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 What are your thoughts on that?
1: I'll be honest here, yeah, definitely, and that's something that really, it kind of, it did shock me a bit. And no, no, I've been with quite a few different training providers. So I'm not going to kind of dig anyone out. And I feel like they are all good in their own way, and they all do mm. provide benefits to a degree. But um, it's definitely made easier than it actually is. And it, whether you've got one unit or ten units, it's it's still a it's it's a, it's a difficult. You're trying to run a business, and I was yeah. never instructed about having to run accounts or confirmation statements or, or like any any business aspects of this but I think a lot of people they, they kind of disregard that they forget that you are actually running an active business and you are still required to provide accounts but I've never heard any of the training providers mention any of this stuff and it kind of caught me a bit off guard initially when I first started out anyway um, but even in terms of like taking the properties on and using the scripts they provide and all that kind of stuff like it just doesn't it just, well, and it, as you said as well, Callum, like the, the one night like bookings and stuff, like they are so hard to keep on top of because you have to quickly send codes over and make sure the cleaners are going and they've been a proper job, and then you're and like, like checking the photos to make sure that they've actually cleaned it and the guests are happy and they haven't got a towel and the linen hasn't been washed in time, and you know the story. It's it's just kind of that that stuff you're not prepared for, Um and okay. I, I think it's not that difficult to sit there and boast about how much money can be made because I, I mean I've got friends that are doing tremendously well and like my units were producing quite a good cash flow but that's just one part of it that's one part of the Mm. business right and there there is all these other aspects that allow you to get that cash flow but tend to be missed in a lot of the training that i think people are doing nowadays
0: yeah like like you were saying before about definitely like like i said i've done a little bit of training and and just 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 to learn about it just in case i ever did go back into it which i don't think i would to be honest Mm. because like you said it's it's a business you get a single but and even a HMO to to an extent, you can get a manager in, which I know you can't with the service accommodation. But service to accommodation, in my opinion, is a pro- is a proper business, mm. and it's oh, it's a full time job. Like I don't think these train, when I've done little bits, I don't think these training companies are telling you about, like you mentioned with the the pin code getting changed yeah. and stuff like that like that they're, they're little problems. But especially if you're an hour away, that can yeah. take three out your day, three of them, and you're on it three of them a day, and you're a full day, <laughs> aren't you? <they? laughs> yeah. So it's 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 hard, definitely hard. But yeah, let's move on to your, your newest project. What you're Next doing time. now? Um, it looks amazing, mate. What you're doing now? And I think it's I think it's going to solve a lot of problems for people because the amount of deals that I've got, even even just in the past three months, um, I've got a found deal. I know they're good deals, but they don't work for me, mm. or they didn't have the cash because the cash was strapped up at the time, or they just were a bit out of my comfort zone, or the, the platform that you, you, you've founded it sounds amazing. May, could you just tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, of course. So thank you for that, Callum. Um, and that's, I mean, that problem that you just said there is exactly what I'm trying to I'm trying to find a solution for. The reason that kind of made me think of this in the first place is um, when I was trying to offload my units at the start of the year, because it, like, it was just too busy. You're trying to manage units as well as work full-time. And I was always told that the SA thing can be a side hustle, but it's really not the case. It is a full-time job. And I wasn't sure whether I wanted to pursue a career or the property stuff at that stage. So while I was trying to offload these properties, and I met a few investors along my time like from networking and stuff, but where I wasn't actively sourcing, I didn't have that good of a network with these, of these guys. Huh? So I was doing the conventional Facebook, them all over Facebook and WhatsApp and all that kind of stuff. And I just didn't get anywhere, and I thought this is nuts. Like this, these are really good. These are these are up and running. Turnkey SAs. You can see that they've got bookings in advance. So I left the calendar open. So they were still getting books and stuff, and no one wanted it. or they weren't serious, or and I thought oh, this is this is a huge problem. So it kind of led me down a path here yeah, to create this platform. And essentially, what it is is it's an online marketplace that allows people like yourself, any property professional, sources, anyone who's got deals. But struggles to find investors they can essentially list them on the platform we then market these deals to investors and they can come to the site browse exactly what they're looking for it's a lot cleaner like on whatsapp and facebook and stuff these guys are trying to scroll from group chats with days to try and find one decent deal on ours the it's as so simple as just putting in like an area or a strategy and all of the all of the relevant deals will come up um, and then they can just inquire. we then provide the source or the seller like whoever whoever's listed the deal we provide them with the investor's details and then they can contact them um, and it's just a lot cleaner of a process it, it works a lot a lot more streamlined we also do id check both both sides of the users so investors and sources again because we don't want time wasters, we want people that have deals or have access to deals to be able to just sell their deals because Callum you're like an extremely busy guy right you've got loads going on you probably haven't got that much time to sit there and market these deals to investors all day
0: yeah i i, I luckily i invest where i live um which is an area in Merseyside and um i i i found a deal not long ago it was a shop with um two flats above it was a it was a cracking deal but it just didn't work for me i it was kind of out my comfort zone a little bit and i didn't want to be getting into commercial conversion, stuff like that mm. but i know i understand it but i just didn't i didn't want to jump into yeah. it and no i do i've only recently started putting myself out there sort of growing a personal brand, you, people like you, I would have handed that right to you yeah. and that would have been a win-win for both of us. Now, I drove past the deal day and they're doing it all. Really? So if, she, so if <laughs> someone's got that and someone's profiting off it, which it may as well be you if you've got the deal, yeah, isn't yeah. it?
1: yeah no that's, that's that's it mate and that's that's what we really want to try and help we just want to allow because and, and i mean i used to do it all the time i'd be looking for sa deals and there'd be so many that i couldn't take on they've just had the area or didn't really match what i was looking for because we had like a set criteria and mm-hmm. I, they, you just lose value and it just, for me it seemed like such a big loss of value like and that commercial deal you probably could like the investor's going to make a lot of money but that if you can provide them that deal you should be entitled to take a fee right and that's potentially a good few thousand for you and Oh, like, yeah. So essentially, yeah, you're right. The, the model is to try and allow sources and people that have got deals to sell their deals in a lot more of a streamlined manner. So just, and just to, like, a lot broader of an audience.
0: Yeah. That's it. And what, what's the, so obviously... Do you do all sorts of deals on there? Do you do single lets, rent to SAs, HMOs? Is, is everything on there? Is it a platform for sort of everything? Yeah,
1: so we take all the way from commercial and land stuff, all the way down to your basic rent to rent SAs and stuff like some of the ones on the platform in a minute. The total investments there's, there's like all lower than 10k, and then you've got some upwards like towards a million and that kind of stuff. So it is a massive variation in terms of, but we want to facilitate anything. Essentially, we just want this to be another place where sources and people that have deals can come and list their deals and just not have to worry about marketing and all that kind of stuff just like streamline their processes really
0: yeah that's it it's 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 perfect for someone like like me who who's constantly looking constantly looking for deals and deals are coming but you know letting them just go off to the way and it's it's, you know no no one getting it and it's even the vendor the vendor wants to sell doesn't he so it's it's a win-win for everyone involved. So, what what are your plans
1: for this? Then, is it and your goals for the future? So, long term, I would like, and again, you've always got to be ambitious, right? You've always got to try and try and um, be the best of best, make the best version of it you can. So, my my goals for this are along the lines of I'd like this to be like the place where property people in the UK come to either buy or sell their deals. I'd like this to be mm-hmm. like the all-in-one hub, just because I feel like it will just clean the whole process up so much more um so essentially that's the goal with the platform grow it to the point where sources are able to sell deals within the day investors have loads of stock of fantastic deals that they can go and buy at their fingertips and the whole process just runs in a lot more of a streamlined smooth manner
0: that's spot on mate it yeah i think it'll do really well definitely I can, I can see it doing really well here. like i say it's it when you've got a platform like that to win for everyone it's, you know, it can't lose, can it? So have you got any plans for yourself? that you looking to invest yourself or what, what are your plans in terms of that? Or is your plans just focusing on growing growing what you've got now? Great
1: question, Kevin. So, uh, yeah, I'd say initially focusing on the platform is the, is the main focus at the minute. I really want to try and um, provide better value to the people that are using it on a daily basis. Like, my, my thing is if I can try and get deals sold within a day, like it's going to prompt more sources come to the site. Essentially, it's going to help them out being able to sell more deals. But long term, I would like I mean again, it's, it's along the lines of the platform, but I grew up from it in like a middle class kind of background and stuff, but a lot of the environment around me is of a lower class and it kind of like I've got family that struggle and stuff and but they have access to money and to them they don't realise that a couple of thousand pounds can get you your first rent to a save, for example, and you can start earning an additional income on the side. So I'd like to like promote that to like communities that are struggling a bit or Mm. Don't have as much opportunities they probably think there actually is out there. And mm. try and rebuild some of them communities as well. Like just just ones that are local to me initially, but obviously I'd like to scale it to to a bigger plan. But yeah, I've got no um direct goals to invest at the minute. That's, yeah.
0: No. Just grow and growing what you've yeah.
1: got there. So for people looking to to sort of connect with you then. Um where's best to connect with you? Yeah, so I'm, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. It's just Adin Harris or Adin Harris underscore property. It'll be either one of the two. Um Adin's A-D-I-N. It's a bit of a strange name, so a lot of people probably misspell that. But yeah, A-D-I-N, Harris underscore property.
0: Spot on, mate. And the name of your company then that you're obviously scaling at the moment?
1: Yeah, so the, uh, the property company is called Proptific. It's P-R-O-P-T-I-F-I-C. Um, bit of a strange name, but yeah, Proptific
0: like I say, mate, I'll I'll I'm sure that I'll do do one at this point, you'll go quite big with that. Um, I'll put it all in the show notes and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's been great having you on, haven't it? It's been really great having you on. It's been a good chat. And like I say, I'll have all the show notes your LinkedIn, your Instagram, your your company website, and stuff like that. I'm sure, I'm sure people will be, will be interested to have a nose at it and hopefully get some deals from it.
1: Fantastic. And also, thank you for inviting me on Callum. I really, really appreciate it, mate. Um. No, nope. yeah, no problem at all, my mate. It's been great having you all All the
0: best. All the best, and thank you very of- much.